Patrick Smash. That's the name of the lead character of Thunderpants. That's a good point. What a fucking name that is, Patrick, Patrick Smash. Smash. Would wish you smash that? <laughs> I wouldn't. I wish my name was Patrick Smash. <laughs> Damn. Right. I, uh, this is the. This is episode. Uh, no, this is part two of uh, Harry Farter and Ron Squeezley, in which we talk about movies starring the Harry Potter boys that also happen to prominently feature farts. Rupert Grint. That's the name of our Harry Potter. Uh, He's our Harry Potter boy. Uh, there's Harry... actually several Harry Potter character uh, characters in uh, in this film, Thunderpants, right? Uh, a 2002 film. Well, being somewhat of a Harry Potter uh, ignorant mm. ignoramus, yes, uh, you'll have to tell me more about that. Harry Potter, I'm all about that shit, man. I'm all about the Thunderpants. Can <laughs> love this film, man. Did you like it? Bring on the fucking opening end credits. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits, y'all! Roll the credits, man. Ah, podcast time. Podcast time. Podcast all the way. Art cinema, fart cinema. Art cinema, fart cinema. Art cinema, fart cinema. Harry Farter and Ron Squeezley Part 2 contains spoilers for Thunderpants The Elephant Man Deliverance Swiss Army Man A Room with a View Spun Seven So what's the story of Thunderpants? Thunderpants is about a boy called Patrick Smash who is a regular boy by all accounts, save for the fact that he has a farting problem, in which he just has a really, really noisy ass. Uh, he's got two stomachs. He's like a cow. He's got two stomachs, therefore he farts all the time, much like cows do. Patrick Smash... <laughs> Paddy Smash. Pa- Paddy Smasher. He uh, he meets a friend called Alan... Is it, is it Alan A. Allen? Alan right, A. Yeah. Allen, played by a young Rupert Grint, who happens to have anosmia, which is uh, the ability to not, or the lack of ability to smell. So, luckily, him being a farty bastard doesn't actually change much uh, between their friendship because Rupert Grant's character can't smell. So, Patrick Smash and Alan A. Allen, they, you know, they, they strike off a friendship. And that's good because Alan A. Allen also happens to be an inventor. A boy genius inventor. Oh, how fucking convenient. So, <laughs> Does this mean that Alan A. Allen is now empowered with the ability to help Paddy Smash? That's exactly what happens, Simon. With his farty shitty problem. That's exactly what happens. So in order to help his friend Patrick Smash with a farting problem, Alan A. Allen invents a thing called Thunderpants. Thunderpants, rather, not Thunderpants. Michelle, Michelle Pfeiffer Pants. Uh, there's three Thunderpants in the course of the film. I like that. I like the fact that there's there's it's always like, a first one. It's like the Thunderbirds, yeah. And then there's Thunderpants 2. <laughs> so what exactly are Thunderpants? Thunderpants are like steel trousers that Patrick Smash wears to stop his farting problem. And like he uh, he farts in, in these uh, trousers. And when he does fart, it goes into a little toolbox which he carries about with him. And of course... Patrick Smash being a fat kid who uh, with a farting problem, he gets bullied quite a lot at school. And, of course, when, after he gets his thunderpants, Patrick Smash's bully picks on him, 
takes the toolbox out of uh, Patrick Smash's hands and opens up the toolbox and gets covered in like a mouthful of fart juice. Bright um, green farting. Bright green fart juice. Condensed. What is no not a what is that? What do you call it? Condensed. No, um, concentrated. Concentrated fart juice. Concentrated fart juice. No water diluting. This so yeah, th- this film is fucking insane. The, the, it's an independent British film. It was it flopped royally. It, it was a massive flop. It came out just after the first Harry Potter film. It, so kind of, it was kind of riding on the coattails of Rupert Grint's success as a presence in the first Harry Potter film. Because when I was a youngster and Harry Potter one came out, Rupert Grint was who everyone was talking about. Really, man. Because he was like this cool little sweary kid. Is that right? Is There's it? a bit where the professor in Harry Potter turns into a cat or turns from a cat into a human and Rupert Grint goes, that was bloody brilliant. And I remember that was like comedy gold when I was young. That was hilarious. Mm. That is bloody brilliant, that is. That is bloody brilliant. That is bloody brilliant. So Rupert Grint, largely considered to be the kind of the talent of the Harry Potter boys, <laughs> of, the ta- of the Harry Potter. It's like Piglet in uh, the Hundred Acre Woods. He's clearly the talent. He's the talent. <laughs> He's the talent. I don't mean in that way. I mean in like the in the sense that he is talented. Piglet in the Hundred Acre Woods. <laughs> Piglet is not the talent. What he do you mean? The, he's the talent. He steals the fucking show. Here, Piglet's a boy, isn't he? He steals the fucking show, man. I don't care what anyone says. Piglet's saying. a boy. Yeah. I never knew. I honestly never realised that. Um, uh, so. When uh, the whole point of his toolbox uh, is when it's not being opened up by cruel, uh, bullying children, mm-hmm. it's meant to go into a storage facility, mm-hmm. alarmingly like the one in Ghostbusters. Yeah, <laughs> and you just, you just the flip, Yeah, you just flip the switch, wait for the light to go on. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely takes a little bit of that. And um, so anyway, Thunderpants one after being broken, they they make Thunderpants two, which is like a floating vehicle. They use it to win a contest. There's like a flying. There's like contest. a flying contest. Yeah, you've uh, got to get over the finish line by flight, and fucking no one can do it, of course, because you know you can't just make cardboard wings and fucking fly. <laughs> you have to actually fart in this big, massive metal toilet thing. Hovercraft. Hovercraft toilet farter, and then. Towards the the middle of the film, the the two boys have a bit of a fallout, uh, and Patrick Smash decides to help an opera singer reach the high notes of his opera song by using his arse uh, because his fart can reach a frequency that no one else's voice can. The opera singer mimes while Patrick farts really hard and makes the high note, and everyone thinks it's a singer. So that's a weird detour, and then. A bunch of na- astronauts at NASA get stuck in space and Patrick Smash and Alan A. Allen reunite as friends once more to build Thunderpants 3, which is a rocket. Uh, so it's a rocket fueled by Patrick Smash's arse and farts. And they, they save the astronauts by using their fart-powered rocket. Thunderpants 3 is actually a fucking rocket that takes them into space. It's a rocket, a space rocket. It's not pants at all, it's a rocket, thunder rocket. Uh, So this film starts uh, by depicting a very, it's a pretty depressing, tragic story at the start with an an afflicted, innocent character, this Patrick Smash guy. It's a bit like The Elephant Man. Yeah, uh, very similar. (laughs) Directed by David Lynch. Um, You know, uh, there's a scene where... uh, Patrick's can't, you know, he's got his diet strictly controlled. He can't eat anything he enjoys because surely that'll just tip his farting right over the edge. So he's mm-hmm. got to watch his sister eat beans on toast right in front of him. <laughs> and his sister eats beans really slowly on purpose. Like, I'm yeah. eating beans and you're not able to, bitch. 
It reminds me of the scene in The Elephant Man where uh, John Gielgud's character asks him if he's enjoying the food at the hospital and uh, the Elephant Man goes, Much better than I'm used to. And is it like, yes, and what is that? Potatoes. <laughs> Potatoes. Oh. Well, I'm stranded in the lobby, bursting for a jobby. I need to find a hobby. I'm singing about jobbies. Okay, guys, I think a good place for me to start is to just say that I came into listening to your podcast from the very beginning, knowing full well that puerile toilet humour and fart noises are really not my thing. Uh, I've always been able to give you a pass in previous episodes where content seemed to be quite well balanced. I'm afraid an invisible line for me has just been crossed. I don't blame you for not seeing it because, like I say, it is an invisible line, but it's a line that's very much there. It has just been crossed. Uh, And it just stands for me to say now that I won't be uh, able to listen to your podcast anymore. It's very saddening, uh, but I won't be listening and I just have a few seconds now to say uh, thank you, goodbye, see ya, certainly wouldn't want to be ya. There's a few scenes where he's surrounded by, you know, jeering children who are mocking him. At one point they even, like, rip his clothes off, tied up to like a, <laughs> tied up to like a children's... Good old-fashioned British thing. bullying, I they, say. They yeah. rip his clothes up, strip him down to his vest and Time undies to and point and laugh. And it was very reminiscent of that other scene in The Elephant Man where he's chased in the, the train sort of railway station thing mm. by all these people who pull his hood off and he has to run away from them and he's cornered in the toilets and at one he just yells surrounded by all these people he's just like I am not an animal I am a human being very tragic I thought that Thunderpants uh, I felt, felt it's it, a good modern retelling of the elephant man it's the elephant man told. and actually uh, this film's <laughs> production design is very similar art direction and all that it's very similar to Amelie and yeah, all Delicatessen the, all and all of this, that all of the streets are like green and all the cars are green and everything's and bright green bright red lipstick and that yeah, yeah um, it's, and it's, it's steampunky as well with the weird. whole thing so there's you know the, I don't know the name it's of kind the, of tasteless who's the, di- who's the fucking director again that uh, did Delicatessen City of Lost Children Amelie Alien Resurrection whoever it is that's uh, kind of a guy that this guy's ripped off um, and also that guy is a fan of Lynch, so it's kind of a hand-me-down via three people. Like from <laughs> Lynch to Jean Pierre Genet. Jean Pierre Genet, great director, love his work. Uh, he likes David Lynch a lot. And uh, this guy, who actually also directed the Bill and Ted movies, the guy that... Yeah, Thunder so Pants. the director of this film, Pete Hewitt, he also directed Garfield, which is god-awful. It's a yeah. very bad movie. Uh, and uh, he also directed Home Alone 5, The Holiday Heist. Which really? is stupid, because all of the Home Alone movies are holiday heists. Why, why would the fifth one be called The Holiday Heist? Surely A Holiday Heist, or Another Holiday Heist, but not The Holiday Heist. The one heist. and only, yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. So who are the Harry Potter people? Is Keira Knightley, so, does she count as a Harry Potter person? Is she in Harry Potter? I don't think she is, is she? No, she's not. Since but I was, you know, well, I don't know. So, Maybe right, she was. This, this film has got a bizarrely good cast, like, and it, 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 it kind of uses them in a kind of revolving door style. It doesn't, it doesn't actually have any 
major cast members that stick around. Like Paul Giamatti and Ned Beatty, the guy who gets raped in Deliverance. Deliverance. Yeah, and what? Oscar nominees, Paul Giamatti and Ned Beatty are in this film for brief moments. And also, like, you know, big British stars like Simon uh, Callow. Simon Callow. The opera singer. Stephen Fry, Celia Emery, Adam Godley, who I believe is. uh, What's he in again? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I know the name. I wrote, I wrote it down without actually thinking about who it was. Adam Godley, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Him. He's he's in Breaking Bad. That's it. I knew. I couldn't remember. He's he's also in Suits and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Love Actually. There is. A, I mean, the, uh, uh, it does get quite exhausting going through the familiar faces. There's in this a film. lot of familiar faces. Kira Knightley was is a bizarre. Right. Wait a minute. Right. Kira Knightley had been in Bend It Like Beckham and The Hole. This was this was pre Pirates of the Caribbean success. Yeah. Kira Knightley. So, but I mean, my point is, is that she had starred in films and been in the posters of films. Mm. So, but she's not well known enough for that to count as a cameo, is yeah. it? Yeah, and, and she's not actually uh, listed she, in there. She gives credits. one, she delivers one sentence <laughs> and she's out of focus over Simon Callow's left shoulder so weird. for about 58 seconds or something like that. And I just thought, right, that doesn't, she's not famous enough for that to count as one of those cameos where it's like, hey, look, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, you would expect her having starred in Bendit like Beckham. Yeah, I my suspicion is that this film was made before Harry Potter came out. It was was made before Harry Potter was a thing, and and then they they delayed the release. I, my total, it's a total guess that the significance of some of the people in this film was only used as a marketing mm. tool later on. I don't know though. I'm I'm totally guessing. Do you think though that Keira Knightley was? So like glad to get hold of that one role where she delivers one line. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad I'm in Thunderpants for one line. Or do you think it was like I'll do this as a wee giggle? I have no idea because I'm so famous. I have absolutely no idea. I don't know. It's it's a hard one to really gauge that because uh, she just doesn't seem like at the time she would have been famous enough for that to <laughs> to be like uh, considered oh, a cameo. Thunderpants is it's a movie that needs to be seen to be to be believed really. in a lot it's, of ways. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a uh, kids it's a kids movie, independent British kids movie. So you don't really get many of those at all. I remember it was talked about when I was at school, like when I was a kid. Like I remember it being like, oh, I've seen Thunderpants, but then it's like disappeared into the ether completely and it was only through complete luck or complete happenstance that I even remembered it I was like oh yeah Thunderpants <laughs> uh, I remember renting the film on uh, on video multiple times because I thought it was really funny and uh, I, w- I watched it now and it's funny like but funny because it's just awful <laughs> it's so bad I was watching it with a friend uh, hey Cameron and we were both just kind of like what the f*** is going on here like the- it seems to be three movies in one like it's it's an opera movie, and then there's a, a space movie, and then there's like a Elephant Man style movie. <laughs> uh, Amelie stroke elephant. It's what? so bizarre. When Amelie stroked the elephant man. <laughs> Amelie stroke elephant. It's you know so what I mean? Weird. When you do the stroke thing. Anyway. And I love, I remember it being kind of, when you're a kid, obviously, we think swearing is super cool. The kid, uh, I say swearing, the kid talks about his office, and he's like, He's like, it came out my ass. It came out of my ass. I'm about to go and save the world with my ass. He says that a few times in the movie, and it's 
Yeah, there is. As a kid, I remember just being like, "That is hilarious." But I think that they're trying to make a joke out of the the dead. We'll we'll do a voiceover that's so deadpan it'll be funny that there's a shit voiceover. Yeah, there's a shit voiceover played by Patrick Smash, and uh, he he uh, he constantly he constantly refers to moments of his life as the the worst moment of my life. Yeah, it goes. It was the best. It was the best day of my life. It went. It turned into the worst day of my life. And you know, he has like a good thing happen, and then he comes to find out that uh, Alan Alan is. Like leaving in a limousine, or it whatever. was the worst day suddenly, of my life. Suddenly, it was ever. the worst day of my life ever. You know, it's quite true to life in a way because there's tears in the morning, there's laughter in the afternoon, <laughs> there's death in the evening, there's resurrection at midnight, and then you wake up and like the chorus song, you just do it all again. Because <laughs> you're, so you're, so you're, so you're so chuffy, you're so young, so young, oh, and and you're so young, so young, and you're so chuffy yourself. Comes, we just do it. Did you know that there's uh, there's fifty farts in this movie? So for you, ca- one- you counted this one, or is nah, that like it was, well known? it was a fact? It I was found. a Wikipedia fact. It was a fact I found. Fifty farts in the movie, and for a movie that's an hour and a half long, that means that it's less than a fart a minute, which is pretty good for a film that's entire premise is built around farts. Yeah, there there was a section of this movie where I uh, I actually went into what I think was a mentally induced cryogenic hypersleep. You didn't like it then? No, and it, it annoys it me very bad. It annoys me because I actually think for thirty minutes I didn't age, but there's no way to prove that because thirty <laughs> minutes isn't a long enough time to go. I didn't age there. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. I actually have this theory that. Uh, if you watch five films as bad as Thunderpants, you'll die <laughs> two and a half hours later than you normally would. Yeah, but you can buy some time. You can't scientifically prove that because people, you know, it's <laughs> two and a half hours. You can't scientifically prove that your aging stopped for that short length of time. You can only prove it if it's like three years or something or yeah. ten years. You could maybe like I I think have, that, you, have uh, you ever like found like a really fast growing hair on like your nipple? <laughs> You, you never maybe, did that, no, no. Yeah, connect, connect, uh, connect, uh, oh my goodness, one of my friends has got like the longest nipple hairs ever. It's, it's disgusting. And, uh, years ago at university, uh, he plucked a nipple hair and just left it on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, man. This guy's nipple hair, I'm not kidding. It was at least the length of an A4 sheet of paper. <laughs> It was obscene. Did you have to stretch it out though to get it that long? I, no, or no, no, no. Curly and all that. Right? I don't. I don't really remember. It was just he's just has the longest nipple hair I've ever seen on anyone. And guess who? Just like that's a great calling card. And it was like we, like we all you know it was like it's like a thing that he it's like I it's left like, my mark. Everyone, it's like it's like yeah. a thing we all know. Da 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 has has long nipple hair. So the minute I saw it, I was like, I know who this is. <laughs> it's da da da. It's da da da. Yeah, exactly. Da da da. And actually. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, uh, what was I going to say? What I was going to say was, yeah, you could just find a long-growing nipple hair, or a fast-growing nipple hair, uh, attach a little measurement to it, and in 30 minutes, you probably would know if you'd aged or not, because mm. nipple hair that grows very I fast. Think, it's like that bamboo that you can watch growing. I think that it's it's totally like, we've just found something. Science can't go there. Like, there's no way yeah. for science to prove that you've stopped uh, <laughs> a- uh, aging for half an hour. It is an atrociously bad film, isn't it? Yeah. I, I absolutely urge you to watch it. It's, when it, it's so yeah. funny. When it comes to Ned Beatty at the end, uh, he's watching Thunderpants 3 take off, mm-hmm. the, the rocket, and he's got that kind of, come on, he's waving his hands around, they can go for it, you know. And I, you know, I, I do think that he uh, brought in a, a lot of sense memory 
for the role. Like I think that he was like, you could tell that he spent all afternoon getting into that headspace. <laughs> I wonder of, how much he got paid. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm an Oscar, you know, nominated actor. I was in Deliverance. I was in the first Superman film. I was in <laughs> fucking Nashville, directed by Robert Altman. They're going to want to see a bit of the good Ned Beatty in this film, yeah. even though it's Thunderpants. Mm. I'm going to have to bring it. So I think he went into his trailer, his little actor trailer thing, <laughs> just like. When have I really witnessed someone make an effort in some, you know, to, to do some enormous feat that's going yeah. to define them? Watching them, yeah. watching them do that and to have this look of just being with them, almost like you want to look like you're sitting in the chair next to them saying, if this fucking rocket explodes, you're taking me down with you and I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I'm desperate. I'm dying for you to succeed. Yeah. And he just goes into that space. And that's, you know, but you know, you know real acting like that, you know, <laughs> when you see it. There's no, there's no way. There's no way yeah, of mistaking. Man. There's no way of mistaking Aye. a great Ned Beatty performance. <laughs> <laughs> so Deliverance was a film where he got shagged in the arse. Yeah, right. So, yeah, if you've not seen Deliverance, spoilers... It's not really a spoiler. It's, it's like the thing that everyone talks there about. There is actually like a rule, like, I mean, I know that we do it because it's a big joke, but you don't actually have to uh, confess spoilers to things that are older than like fucking five years. That is true, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. But it's still a joke, so we're going to put it at the start of this episode. You'll remember from like 24 minutes ago or whatever it was <laughs> that I said, spoiler, deliverance. <laughs> deliverance. It's a joke. The film was made in 1972. If you haven't watched it yet, poo-poo you. <laughs> So the actor who plays Patrick Smash hasn't actually been in anything since Thunderpants, I don't think. It's a big surprise. Um, honestly, he's 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 an absolute shining light in this film. And Rupert Grant, of course, he's kind of vanished off the face of the earth since Harry Potter. He was in a, a film. What was it? Was it? Not? He shines in this. His so his uh, his accent in this movie, which is he plays like a a spruceful English gentleman. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> with buck teeth. He's got massive buck teeth. I don't know if they're his real teeth or not, but he's got these huge big buck teeth. And uh, and glasses and this curly hair and uh, and he always says to uh, Patrick, he's like, with your gift and my genius and our friendship, <laughs> and it's, it's amazing. I love it. Eccentric. He's an eccentric scientist, and his uh, his dad, of course, looks exactly like him as well. His dad doesn't seem to be concerned when he he leaves. He he gives uh, he gives Smash Boy uh, a fucking letter. <laughs> Smash Boy. Uh, he leaves him a note saying I'm very sorry I'm leaving by you know and uh, the dad doesn't seem to be like concerned that it's because he's a weird him. scientist he's a he's a yeah it's well, well, one of those things where you know I'm, I'm too dry to be emotionally involved in my son who's leaving exactly and you should take the news exactly the same way as me and just get out of my face already you silly little twerp you're farting twerp you you'd be nothing if it wasn't for my son You'd be stripped in the playground having shit thrown at you. It's the kind of film I, I want to have had a sequel. Peter Greenaway should direct a sequel to this film. And you, you should actually... It should be 18 rated and it should <laughs> And have, it should have the same cast. The, so this dude, how old would Thunderpants dude well, be now? I don't know. How old is Ron now? Ron, Ron must be like 20... <laughs> like, I don't know. How old is Rupert Grint? Well, like 30? He's probably not even 30. Right. So we've got a 28-year-old guy called Patrick Smash... <laughs> All of the events of the first Thunderpants film... They did happen. Uh, they did happen, but they're a distant memory. And uh, so this new Peter Greenway film called Thunderpants 4, because it's actually... 
Oh, this is now the making of Thunderpants 4, because yeah. there's three in the first one. So That's it's actually, right. Why would you make Thunderpants 4? Because Patrick Smash is now a 28-year-old who's been stripped of all his clothes and shot on by a crowd of hipster bullies. I was going to say he's dead, and he's a farting corpse. And he shoots across the waves with Paul Dano on his back. That sounds oddly derivative of another film. This is Polish lesson number five. Maszwatne oczy lubiu wapach dziewczyny zatyoki, which means you have really nice eyes. I like to grab women on their arms. So yeah, we did the fart movies, like literally fart films or fat fart films, fart. Fart podcast, fart films. Uh, nothing was bad this time. Even th- a Thunderpants is a stroke of genius. We, of course, are kidding when we say that we <laughs> didn't enjoy it. I'm kidding when I say that I didn't age for the last half hour of the movie. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's an amazing film. You will not believe it, honestly. If you, I think, especially if you really like Harry Potter and you really like uh, Rupert Grint and you really like British films, watch this film. It's the annals of British cinema. It's terrible. If you're a Simon Callow fan... This film should have been at the top of your list. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, you like... Uh, there's a film called The Room with a View, which is like a Merchant Ivory film from the 80s, and Simon Callow, Julian Sands, and Rupert... Someone else? What's his name? Rupert Graves. That's oh. his name. Those three guys, they have like a nude bathing session in the middle of the woods, and he- Helena Bonham Carter comes along, all parasol swirling, and, and uh, walks... <laughs> <laughs> interrupts these naked guys. <laughs> and it was a PG. I was like, it was brilliant. In the 80s, you could have like a willy, you know, waving at the camera and it, you know, <laughs> PG rated. That's a PG. That's it's cool. a PG. That's fine. It's it's innocent nudity. It's fun, splashy nudity. Mm. The, the men are bathing. The ladies come along and go, <laughs> it's fun. It's a different time. Uh... I really don't think there's much more to say about this film. Yeah, yeah. Maybe art cinema, fart cinema, season two. Maybe it's, maybe it's like the the season of very short episodes that are like three minutes long. (laughs) Yeah, they're like little little brain licks. You know, you put them on, you get three minutes of licking of the brain, and then away it goes. No more, no more brain licking. A little bit of brain licking and then you shit your pants and dive in and swim. We should uh, we should play a word association game. Right, what's yeah. the word? Alright, okay. What's okay. the word association game going to go like? <clears throat> okay, then? okay, okay, okay. Let me think of, let me think of one. Uh, shoe. Pants. Egg. Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Laptop. Lap dog. Sprinkles. Cherry. Cherry. Cherry, take me down. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Bye. Harry Potter and Ron Squeezley. Films with the Harry Potter boys that also fe- prominently feature farting. Hopefully we'll get an Emma Watson fart movie soon. Because uh, Harry Potter's done one, Ron Weasley's done one, 
Hermione Granger hasn't done one. I think uh, would be, you know unless she has. I, I I don't believe that to be the case though. Do you think Emma Watson would agree to the farting in a film? She'd be like farting? No. Doing <laughs> it's a disgusting. Little, doing a little jobby in a film. Farting. You know yeah. at uh, Mina Savari, there was a film called Spun. And mm. Mina Savari did like a little. She got constant. I think she was trying to squeeze out shit. She was like a druggy person. What? And uh, she, what film's this? Spun. Spun. Yeah, oh. with Mickey Rourke and all sorts. Of Brit- Brittany, Brittany Murphy's in it too. Ah, oh, never heard. Yeah, the late Brittany Murphy, and Jason. What's the guy? The guy from um, Momoa. <laughs> the guy from uh, Rushmore and Darjeeling Limited. Ah, oh, Jason, Jason Schwartzman. Schwartzman or something like that. Yeah, that's right. Spun. Yeah, uh, Mina Savari did like a little poop in that film, and they made the poop with like peanut butter and some other Ooh. thing, and that made this like little just drop this little fake turd in the toilet. Ah. Uh-huh. The question is, would Emma Watson, is she is she actually of that league that I'm talking about with Ned Beatty, mm. where you know she's able to commit to her art so much that, quite that way that people will think that she's actually done a shit. Hey, I think the craft of acting is about re- is about discovering that you know. Yeah. It's not about knowing that you can do it. It's about trying to do it. She can aspire to to that level as you know? she does it. You know. Yeah. You're never um, going to know until she stars in a fart movie. Hopefully she does, because then that'd be a great box set. Thunderpants, Swiss Army Man, and Emma Watson fart film. You know, there's a there's a great power to just suggestion as well. Like, I see if there was a film where there was like a cardboard box, mm. uh, like the one at the end of Seven that the head's in, and you just open the... Op- I've you, never you, seen that film. You open up the parcel, and then someone goes, Oh, that's Emma. <laughs> you look at the screen... <laughs> Just picture it, right? Uh-huh. They open, picture, they, yeah. they, they they take a scalpel blade or something, and they cut open this box. They uh-huh. open it up and go, oh, and then they look at the camera and say, "That's Emma Watson's fart." <laughs> the audience is like, "That's what it is, then." Hey. And that's it. End of film. And then that's your subjective experience. That is now the truth. At that point, you you've committed to the idea that Emma Watson's fart was in that cardboard yeah. box. Do you think? Do you think farting as a farting as a as a as a motif in cinema? Do you think it's run its course with Thunderpants and Swiss Army Man? I think there's still petrol in the tank, or I think there's gas in the tank. But I think the point is is to not do the farting like you don't hear it, you don't see it. If you can see mm. such a thing. <laughs> yeah, perhaps it's just a silent, violent. It's a talked deal, about know? thing. You open up a box and you go, "That's Emma Watson's fart," and then you look at the camera, yeah. dead in the eye, and it's planted in the the viewer's brain. Cut to black. That's that's a short film that needs to happen. Just call it Emma Watson's fart. <laughs> but I think Ned Beatty should star in it. Actually, we should get Oscar nominee Ned Beatty to him open. The, wheel him out his garage. I don't know if he's still alive. Is he? So he opens a cardboard box and he, I, I, because it's Ned, now, now I've got Ned Beatty in my head now, mm-hmm. uh, I can see him like take a whiff of Like a box, really deep whiff. And then he kind of goes, <laughs> and his jowly face like shakes around and he goes. And there's a little bit of sweat and the sw- a little bit of the sweat like flecks onto the camera. And he looks straight at the camera with his beady, beady eyes and goes, that was Emma Watson's fart. And just as he finishes the word fart, a little bit of dribble dribbles down his chin and yeah. onto the box and then and then you just hear the kind of tap of the box uh, of the saliva hitting the box credits roll and then the credits roll That's credits it. roll <laughs> like fuck